You're a little older and a lot wiser. The future is yours. Define aging on your own terms. Welcome to AARP Without Limits with your host, Mike Olander. Hello and welcome. This is AARP Without Limits, WPTF Talk Radio, disrupting aging with the power of 50,000 watts. And our podcast, available anytime on demand at WPTF.com or through our Facebook, AARP North Carolina. I'm your host, Mike Olander of AARP North Carolina. We've got a great show for you today, folks. AARP North Carolina State President Helen Mack returns to the show at this mid-year point to talk about how we are having an impact across the state so far in 2023. But before we get to her, as always, ladies and gentlemen, I've got to turn to my esteemed production engineer here, Mr. Jason Kong. Jason, sir, happy Father's Day. Happy Father's Day to you as well, Mike. I hope you are uh, pampered throughout the day here. Uh, You know, that's not really the way it works, unfortunately. (laughs) (laughs) I have to say, um, I, I, you know, as we can talk about this for a few minutes here, Jason, as we all know, um, you know, being a parent, you know, you, you learn a lot. You have big, big ref. Most people have very strong references to what parenthood should be, right? Not every, everyone's got a different experience, of course. But um, if you've had your, you know, your mom and your dad, or at least one of them in your lives, you know, since growing up, you've got a sense as to like how certain things work. Okay, this is what Father's Day looks like, right? This is the way it's supposed to be. Uh, this is what Mother's Day looks like. This is what Christmas looks like. And then you find out, you talk to your friends, and you're like, oh, wow, that's pretty different from you. Oh, you don't even celebrate that. Oh, okay. Uh, and then, you know, maybe you get married and you say, wow, her family don't care at all about that, you know, and, and on and on. And then you have your own kids and say, okay, I'm, I'm thinking things are going to be like the way they were when I was growing up. And then you find out, uh, they kind of really, I guess I kind of failed somewhere as a parent. They don't quite value this uh, this holiday in the same way that I do. How about for you, Jason? What do you think? You know, Father's Day, let, let me just say this. Mother's Day is a much bigger deal, and it should be. You know, Father's Day is well, just Well kinda, said, my friend. You know, yeah. a little tip of the hat, okay. You know, maybe a little... Uh, I don't know. You you pick what you want for lunch or for dinner, but that's really about all we need. You know, we don't need a full day to uh, bask in the glory of being a father. So, uh, Father's Day, it's it's just a nice tip of the hat. You know, the kids usually have made something at school throughout the week or something mm-hmm. like that. That's really all we need. That's right. Well said. For me, uh, it's funny. I, I take this from my dad. I remember when I was a kid, my dad. Um, once I think one year I made the mistake of like I got him a, a gift for Father's Day, but I didn't get him a card, and man, he was not happy about that. And I thought, okay, it's just a card. Who cares? You know, I'm like I'm a kid. I'm thinking I want the present. I don't want the card. You know, I mean the card's like sh- over the shoulder, right? When you're a little five year old kid, right? Uh, birthday party, but um, I, that stuck with me. I never made that mistake again. That's for sure. Um, and then with me, as I became a father, and I. I was 35 when I had my, my first son, my first child. Um, I uh, realized, yeah, for me, that's really what it comes down to is is the card for me. That's that's the big thing. And I keep them all. And even though I know when the kids, they get the card and they're like, yeah, okay, that one looks good. And, you know, when you're a kid, you don't have any reference. You know, you see a card that says, we appreciate all that you do. No, you don't. You have no idea what I do. <laughs> you have no idea how... Uh, 
getting up and getting up early and it's aching a little bit more and the stress you got to go through financially and relationships and work and all that other type of stuff, paying taxes and property, you know, all that stuff that comes with, with being a, a father. Um, you know, and of course having the energy and the attention to give to the kids to tend to all the things that, that, uh, you need, uh, to be a good father. Right. But, um, as, um, um, as I get older now, as I look at my, you know, my dad, as I celebrate Father's Day with, with my father, I, it means a lot to me for sure to pick out the right card because I do get it. You know, I got the references. I do know how hard my dad worked. And I think about, wow, like my dad, um, right when I was born, um, you know, he was working 90 hours a week typically, you know, and I was very blessed because I'm, I'm the baby of five kids, Jason. I don't know if you know that. Um, and, uh, my dad, you know, had these long, long hours. And then when I got to be, you know, four or five years older or whatever, my dad's workload lightened up quite a bit. And so he got to spend a lot more time with me than he had with my siblings when um, they were my age. And uh, and on top of that, in the summers, I used to work with my dad on this potato chip truck. So we really got to bond. And then I turned 13 and became a grumpy teenager, and man, it, it, it took a toll on him. He did not want to let go, <laughs> and a lot of things happened back then I understand much more clearly now. I, I get it, Dad. Um, but uh, for me, it's, it's really important, you know, having the reference and saying, I get it, and, and I find myself, I'm standing there 20 minutes or so looking for the right Father's Day card, you know, and something that says what I needed to say and expressing it. And, and my hope, the best thing is you find a card that says exactly what you want it to say. And I like to underline keywords in the card, you know, and so he knows, boom, I, I know you know what I'm thinking about here, Dad, when I underline this, you know, and, and it just feels really, really good to, uh, to do that. And so for each his own, I know holidays, you know, for some people, they're really sore spots, you know, depending, you know, it, Christmas, if you lost a loved one on Christmas, every Christmas after that, you're going to think about it. Mother's Day, Father's Day, if you didn't have the best experience growing up with, with your parents, you know, maybe it's a reminder to you of, of some unpleasant memories or, or, or what have you, uh, something you're missing in your life, what, 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 what it might be. But for those of us who were really, truly blessed, and I mean that literally, you know, to have, you know, parents uh, who, uh, who raised you the best they could and showed you love and, and are still there for you, um, it, it, it feels really, really good to be able to express it, kind of pay it forward now that you kind of get all that they a lot of what they went through in order to, to raise you the best they could. So uh, uh, as we are now reflecting on, on Father's Day, of course, it's also the, the middle of the year. And as I mentioned to you recently, Jason, this has been a really, really big year uh, for AARP North Carolina, getting back into in doing things in person again since the beginning of the year. And uh, to talk about this, there's nobody better to talk to then Helen Mack, also known just simply as Mack. She is the state president uh, of AARP North Carolina and a friend of mine. Mack, welcome back to the show. Great to have you. Great to be here with you and Jason. So, Mack, you've, uh, you've been volunteering with AARP for a long time, and uh, you've worn many hats with AARP during that time. I met you back when I moved to Charlotte uh, back 10 years ago, and since January of this year, you've been serving as AARP North Carolina State President. How's it, how's it going? How's, how's the experience been like for you? Let's start there. Well, what is curious is that when you change hats, it does make a difference. The perspective is a little bit different from this role. Uh, I have a brand new level of energy, 
And I'm certainly meeting a whole bunch of people who are other presidents across other states. And it reminds me of the reality that it's not just the journey or the destination, but it's the relationships you're building along the way and the people you're traveling with. And this has been a really good road trip so far. Well, that is wonderful to hear you say it that way because uh, you've been, um, um, you know, kind of uh, co co steering, co driving the uh, um, the ship, the ARP North Carolina ship, with you has has been a pleasure on my hand, and so I'm glad that here we are six months into into year one. And it's gone um, well, and, and your perspective is strong on that. Uh, Mac, as you know, back in, in the fall, this past fall, we were doing our planting, our planning for, for 2023. Um, and with COVID starting to appear more and more uh, in the rear view, um, we developed a state plan for 2023 that's, I think, stepped pretty boldly back into doing things more, quote-unquote, normally, right? And now that we're at the mid-year uh, point, what's your assessment? Uh, what can you tell folks about how AARP North Carolina has been doing this year? I can tell folks that North Carolina AARP is a very busy group of people. We've got these five regions, and each one of the regions is doing so many more activities and so many more engagements because of the fact that we're back in person and yet still doing some virtual things also. And we're doing it in a very sensitive way. We're very aware that some people are still a little hesitant to come out, and so we're very aware of that. But we also very aware that we are now adjusting to the reality of the fact that we know the world is volatile and uncertain and complex and ambiguous, and we're dealing with all of those things and still going forward. I think the level of energy that I see with volunteers is just amazing. And the more they do, the more they want to do. Mm, that, that is is great to hear. And I think folks might be interested to, to uh, learn, Mac, you know, your perspective. You see what other states are doing, what right? And I, I think we can tout our horn, toot our horn a little bit here. I mean, we've, we've gotten, is it safe to say we've gotten out pretty boldly in terms of returning to in-person and doing a lot of engagements at the community level as opposed to maybe some other states which are still pretty slow in doing that? I want you to know that we are out there in front. I have been with many states that are still talking about what they're going to do when their first engagement is back in person. And I think, oh, dear, it's going to be a real radical change for you because we've done it gradually and we're out there seeing the energy that comes from being back with people. It makes a difference. So I'm always proud to be saying I'm from North Carolina. <laughs> and we're glad that you are saying that. Uh, what's the experience of being back to person been like for you personally, Mac, as, as a volunteer with the traveling again and that type of thing? Well, if we just discount the fact that the airline gods are not necessarily always kind to me, <laughs> I really appreciate the fact that we can be back in person. I thrive on relationships and the energy I can get from other people. I appreciate the the give and take that comes when you're in person and all of those side conversations and those casual meetings with the, the guy at the coffee shop and the person sitting next to you on the plane. I think that's really important part of life in general. And so I'm appreciating being at, back out there in the real world. 
I think appreciation is such, I appreciate the word appreciation so much more now that we've gone through COVID and gone through that. And you're right. It's those little moments, those sidebar conversations uh, at the end of a meeting, those, you know, it's not just being in person, but it's that, that one-on-one interaction that you get very casually and informally that really makes the difference. You know, that's what life is about. It's about, you know, real talk with, with real people at the community level. Um, when we come back, folks, after this commercial break, we're going to continue our conversation with Mac. I'm talking about, um, again, uh, how ARP North Carolina is making an impact here in the quote-unquote post-COVID first post-COVID year 2023. This is ARP Without Limits. We'll be back after this short break. And we are back. This is AARP Without Limits. As always, folks, we want to hear from you. Send us an email with your suggested future topics and guests for this program. You can do so by sending us an email to AARP without limits at AARP.org. We've been speaking today with Helen Mack, also known as Mack, state president of AARP North Carolina, about what it's been like returning to doing events in person, having the connections with real people at the community level, um, you know, post-COVID, quote-unquote, um, here in North Carolina and, and how we're actually doing very, very well with that. Um, Mac, ARP has been offering a combination of um, both in-person and virtual programs for people this year. Uh, what stands out to you in terms of offering ARP programming in the, the virtual space versus in-person? You know, the reality is I am one of those both and people And there are values in each one of them. We just have to think about, to start with, why are we doing this meeting? What do we want to get out of it? And then go with what's the best approach for it. You know, the in-person is one of those things that deals with the synergy you get from being with people. You get an awful lot more accomplished with relationship building if you're there in person. And If you're local, it really can be a valuable experience to be able to be out there in the public. But there's also still the value that we've learned during COVID about how far out we can reach when we're doing something virtual. I'm thinking, Mike, of the series we just did on bridge where Mm. we had a bridge expert and then several of us volunteers talked about brain health. And that went way beyond just North Carolina. So there's value in both the virtual and the in-person. And it's a matter of knowing when to do which and why you want to do it. But we've really had success with both kinds. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm glad to hear you say that, not only from the perspective of people who are attending things and they, they like to have the option of doing things Virtually, you know, and maybe hey, I can't make that, but I'll, I'll I can tune in on demand, you know, and be able to to watch something or do it live, you know, virtually from my phone anywhere in the car or something like that. But also for volunteers, you know, people who want to volunteer and they don't maybe have a ton of flexibility, um, or maybe they even are a bit squeamish still about getting back out in public. They can volunteer, you know, leading a workshop, for example, on a, on a topic they've been trained in or they've got some background in. 
um, virtually, you know, do it right from their iPad or from their, their laptop or what have you. We've joked about what it takes to be able to get out there in person again. And the one thing that hit me was I have to remember to put travel time back on the mm. calendar so that I'm there on time. Uh, it's a lot easier just to walk into the den and turn on the ring light than it is to get in the car, pack the materials and get somewhere. So there is a difference in how you approach it, but it's what you want to have happen out of it that really matters for us. Absolutely. Um, Mac, you've also been very involved in AARP's work to help create livable communities. And we've talked about this, this topic a lot on this show, but for those who don't regularly tune in, they may not be aware of just how big of a year we have had here in North Carolina when it comes to age-friendliness or, or livable communities. Mac, tell us about that, please. What a year we're having. Back in, on May 2nd, the governor invited us to the governor's mansion, and he signed an executive order that puts a focus on everything the government is doing uh, with an aging lens and at the same time declared North Carolina an AARP age-friendly state. We are in the first 10 states to become an age-friendly state, and that is a big deal. And now we've had a kickoff this week that extends it out to create committees that will be working on creating a master aging plan for across the state. And the excitement level is really amazing. And every bit of it is focused on all ages, all stages, and what we want to have happen for the people who are aging in North Carolina. You know, it really is a, a remarkable thing. And one of the things I really like about this is that it's not a one-size-fits-all approach, right? Because real life, as we know, Mac, happens in the communities, right? It happens street by street, block by block, town by town, you know, through counties, not just the state. Um, and what the executive order essentially does is allow the uh, state, state, you know, various state agencies to be le to be looking at their work with that age-friendly lens, as you said, and to be able to support counties and, and municipalities to make whatever changes they need to make to make it the best place to live for people of all ages and abilities. And there's so many ways people are going to be able to get involved in that in the coming years. Um, Mac, Stay tuned. That's really important. I think the subtitle for it is really important, too. It's called A Roadmap for Aging and Living Well. And yeah. that's all about what North Carolina's AARP is about. Yeah. And I have to say, I was very impressed with the fact that, you know, this executive order was signed in May. And then literally four weeks later, They've already got the, the groups getting like getting together already, and they've got the motto and the logo and the time frame for the next two years laid out. I mean, it's remarkable progress. And it's like it took us – folks know it took us several years to get to this point. And when we've gotten there, it's like, no, they really thought this through. And it's not just you know a press release for a day and that's it. It's not just a news cycle type of thing but something that's um, it's going to continue for years and years on throughout various administrations, Republican, Democrat, because obviously everybody wants to live and age in their own community. Um, Mac, people listening may not be aware of just how important and instrumental volunteers are to AARP. And as, as volunteer state president, what message do you have for those who have some time and some skills and experience and would like to volunteer? 
volunteering is really an American attitude. Volunteers are part of our very culture and we give back so much. And AARP has so many offers for ways to volunteer. It really can be tailored to whatever it is your interests are and whatever time frames you're able to be to volunteer. You know, we've got lots and lots of talents. And when you're getting close to retirement or even, you know, I volunteered even while I was working, it gives us a place to put those energies we have and deal with the values we have in a community setting and we get back as much as we give when we're doing volunteer work it's one of those good things that research says adds to our longevity also so volunteering is that give and take and the best of things can happen because we're out there volunteering so whatever people's interests are Call or email AARP and let us know how you want to be involved because we're out there doing good things so that people in North Carolina can age well. That is so well put. And I'm so glad you made the reference to how this really is an American thing, right? I mean, Alexis de Tocqueville, when he came to the United States, observed right. the various free associations that existed. And these were volunteer organizations that created in the institutions that today many of us take for granted. Um, but uh, it really is such an American ideal. And those of you who want to be more active American, uh, there's nothing more uh, American than you can do, of course, than, other than vote and to, yeah. uh, and to volunteer and serve your community in the best way possible. Helen Mack, thank you so much for being with us. I do hope that uh, you will spend some more time with us on air again down the road to hear about all the great work uh, you and the team are doing here throughout the state. Uh, so that is a wrap, folks. Uh, thank you so much for being with us. Again, be sure to email your questions and comments to us, AARP without limits at aarp.org. Thanks to Mac for being our guest. Thank you to Jason Kong for production. Thank you for listening. This has been AARP Without Limits. This is Mike Olander signing off. <laughs>